In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As you well know, this Sunday is traditionally known as Lechari Sunday. I often give it another name, although it well may be called Lechari from the first word of the Mass, as is the case with Gaudete Sunday in Advent, the word which means rejoice. I also take my cue often from a word which we find in the collect of today's Mass, and so I call it Respiremus Sunday. For in the collect of today's Mass, we hear, Grant, we beseech the Almighty God, that we who are justly suffer for our deeds may be relieved by the consolation of thy grace. The word relieved in the Latin is Respiremus, and so it means on this Sunday we pray to God that we may breathe again, that we may take at this time a breath of fresh air before proceeding into Passion Time. It is a time for us to reflect on the foundations of true joy. This morning, before preaching to you, I was reflecting on the words of Our Lady to St. Bernadette at Lourdes. I do not promise to make you happy in this life, only in the next. It would seem that there must be a difference in the Christian way of thinking between happiness and joy. Our English word happiness, which translates a variety of words in Greek and Latin, is the most fitting, I think, for it is related to our English word happen, and so related to words like happenstance, haphazard. It would seem then to be not at all the same thing as joy, and it is understandable then why we may or may not have it in this life. And yet it does seem to be of some importance, for it is the word used by our Lord in the Sermon on the Mount. You know it well enough. Normally in our English Bibles it reads, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land, and so on. But that word blessed, found in the New Testament, that passage is not the same as the word blessed which is used in other passages. For instance, when Our Lady proclaims, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, or St. Elizabeth says to her, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Our Lady does speak of this sort of happiness, and indeed, that is the word which is translated by Beata, even in the Magnificat. But it would seem that it is not a blissfulness, not a happiness which is necessarily for this world. Even when our Lord declares us all beati, 
blissful, happy in the Beatitudes, he does conclude by saying, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. The eight Beatitudes have often been taken up by the theologians as our true program for becoming saints. In fact, even as a sign that our names are written in the Book of Life. If we can say that the Beatitudes are truly at work in our lives, then we have no greater sign of our own placement in that holy book of predestination. What then is joy? Unlike happiness, which we do not find among the virtues, we do find joy numbered among the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Joy is defined as the delight we take in a good which we already possess here and now. The foundation of our true joy in this life is the grace of Christ. The one thing that can lead us to happiness. And possessing already that sole means of beatitude is the source of our joy here below. What our Lord reveals to us in the Gospel today, in what is a great miracle, but also a sort of prophecy, of the great sacrament he is about to institute, our joy is to be found in the sacraments of Christ, and above all, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. At this midway pointed Lent, we should examine whether the fruits of joy are being produced in our own moral lives. If we are leading a life in the grace of Christ, or have returned so by penance, then we should indeed be able to rejoice on this Sunday. Yes, my dear children, you must rejoice. For many are the children of the desolate, as the Apostle says, more than that of her who has a husband. Those who are betrothed to the prince of this world may mock you for wasting your life in a 2,000-year-old religion. Give no heed to their taunts. Yes, the spouse of our souls is as yet afar off, but he is coming soon. The Lion of Judah is on the move. And though we do not yet see him face to face, we know by faith that he has never left us, that he is with us now unto the consummation of the world. He is with us by grace in all of his sacraments, and above all by his real presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity, in the holy sacrament of the altar. 
The fruits of joy, then, are to be had in abundance. And so rejoice, my dear flock. Rejoice, all of you who keep Christ's commandments. Rejoice that on Judgment Day, he will recognize you for his own. Rejoice, all you who are preparing to be received into the Church by the labor of regeneration with the word of life. And rejoice, all you who have brought your children to the font of baptism and now struggle with every ounce of your strength to preserve their baptismal innocence. Rejoice, O oh children, even though despite your parents' best efforts, oftentimes the world threatens to tear that innocence away from you. If you persevere into adulthood with your baptismal innocence intact, this is an act of great heroism and will merit an eternal reward. Rejoice, all of you who present yourselves before the world as the disciples of Christ, all you who dress modestly, women who dress like women, and men who dress like respectable men. Rejoice, all of you who are engaged in chaste courtships, who understand that despite the false advice of the world, the only way to prepare for a holy and happy marriage is by a life of virtue here and now. Rejoice, all of you who are already in holy marriages, who practice supernatural family planning, who rejoice and place all your joy in that inestimable gift of taking part in God's work of creation. Rejoice, all you single adults who place your joy in a life of devotion and frequent reception of the sacraments. We must all remember that none of us is called to anything without first leading a holy life in the world. Even if that means that you persevere in that state until that joyous day when you are called to the nuptials of Christ. Rejoice, all of you who are discerning or even embracing at this moment a religious vocation. Religious life is truly a paradise on earth. It is the greatest foretaste of eternal beatitude which we can have here below. Those who give themselves with a boundless generosity to their spouse Jesus Christ in the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience taste a joy here below which the world can never know. Blessed all of you who, as true disciples of Christ, practice his twofold commandment of love. Blessed all you who love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and above all exhibit a boundless devotion toward our Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrament of Holy Eucharist. Rejoice all of you that practice for God's sake his commandment to love your neighbor as yourself, who make this the true boast of Christians, 
to be known throughout the world for that most honorable portion of the Christian code, that we should always practice meekness and gentleness toward others, showing mercy and furthering the truth of the gospel to all we meet. Rejoice, yes, all of you, for your reward is great in heaven. Amen.